My name is Matt Vega. This is Kenny Wilson, and this is the BJJ Balance Podcast. What's up? What's up, man? Um, episode three. I kind of wanted to get in today because the philosophies of guys on how they roll per how big they are or how smart they are. So, like, I want to see, like, I'll tell you four things that big guys in general do not like or what happened in jujitsu class. Okay. And you, and you wrote, we've kind of wrote them down here, four things that, you know, little guys don't like about jujitsu class because I'm sure they're different. Um, and it doesn't mean have like a little guy doesn't like what big guys do. I mean, it could yeah. be like, I don't like when a big guy freaking just smashes the shit out of me. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to know, like, I don't, certain things that little guys don't like compared to what big guys don't like. And then we got some other stuff we talked about. But I'm going to start first for the big guys as the big guy uh, a representative on the show. Cardio. Number one, cardio. Big guys don't like cardio. We don't like it. We don't like cardio. So you're going to see us walk in a little late, right? We're going to walk in like, oh, class has already started. They're running. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Got to put know, my gi on. Traffic. Yeah. We're the fucking traffic, dude. We fucking drove slow on purpose. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Like, hey, oh, you guys are front rolling? Oh, hey, hold on. Let me tell my belt. Or, did you check your watch in the parking lot and see that it was 6.02? And it's like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to let the song finish. Right. 100%. <laughs> or, oh, sorry, coach. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> or you'll or you'll uh you'll be running around the the man and be like oh gotta retie my belt uh, like oh my belt came loose like just so you don't have to do the front rolls or the back rolls cardio cardio is probably the number uh, my number one on things that big guys don't like we just want to get there we want the meat and potatoes we want to smash we want to roll and you know what i mean like and just get the technique this up down burpees front rolls jumping fucking sprawls that shit we, and that, and we should be good at cardio, bigs. Okay, this is, here it is. As a big, we should show up on time. It's only going to help your game right. having good cardio. So re, we should do warmups. We shouldn't be lazy. But that is my number one for things that big guys don't like. Uh, my number one is actually not far off from that. It's uh, it's core workouts. It's not fucking ab day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come here. It ain't been ab day. <laughs> it ain't been ab day for a minute. And if you've seen the last clips, like my wife said, hey, we fixed the camera. <laughs> the ab day, ab day went away a while ago, which I need to get better at. So I actually, um, uh, our, the gym that I'm at is pretty, I haven't been to, to Checkmate uh, in a while, Marietta in a while. And I remember, I remember Hendo's, there being some like, running and like but i don't i don't really remember like down the mat rolls or anything like that i don't mm. remember forward rolls back rolls or anything like that we do all that at, at at our gym um at another gym in the area i went to i won't say names cuz i don't i don't want them to be offended by this if this if they are but uh i remember their warm ups were like 30 minutes long and it wasn't just running it was legit like get with a partner they're going to put their hands under you you're doing leg lifts like mm. 50 leg lifts you're doing like 50 push-ups. It's always crunches. The, it's always the little black belts that yeah. do that, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what in the fuck did I did that didn't come for a CrossFit class? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I don't know if this is true, but like whenever I throw warm-ups at somebody, uh-huh. Like I'm like, hey, I want to warm up them, put the warm-up a little bit. Like, there's this guy, he's big. He's played for the football and he's like the size of a house. He's like six foot six, three hundred and eighty pounds. Jack and athletic, and he can run faster than you. And I'm like, oh well, as a big, 
I feel it's my duty to roll with the bigs. Right. Like, I can't be like, I don't want to roll with the big guy. Like, all the little guys roll with me, and they don't want to. Like, right. it's my job. They're, all the little guys are going to be like, you got that guy, right? Right. So, like, it's my job. <laughs> like, it's my job as the certified big. Like, I got to roll with this guy. So, if I'm teaching the class, I'm like, hey, we're going to do some warm-ups. <laughs> I got to get this guy tired, dude. <laughs> and as the, black, as, the, as the black belt, I'm like, hey, hey, I'm going to get you tired. And then when we roll, I didn't have to do the warm-up. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, as we get you tired, that's the one perk a black belt has. So I think a lot of these little guys that like to do these crazy warm-ups in jiu-jitsu, and this is probably not true, but this is probably because they just have awesome cardio and are great jiu-jitsu guys. And I know that's the truth, but I'm just talking shit. I think they want you to they won't make the crazy warm-ups because they're like, hey, we're gonna get these big guys tired. So th- I've heard I've heard the the reasoning behind some of the intense warm-ups is to wear you down so that you're focusing on technique and not strength. Mm. Yeah, that's but I, yeah. I but I think there's like a point of diminishing return on that as well. Now you're just now I'm disgruntled. I'm not even think, I'm not focused on technique because I'm so disgruntled about the fact that you made me do 75 crunches and fucking 45 burpees. And like, you got that new white belt that just came in, and these guys blowing chunks. Yeah, in yeah. the warm ups, we're just we're just doing front rolls. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like he waving, he didn't even learn jujitsu, and he's done. Yeah. I like, st- I still get uh, dizzy with backwards. Me too. Rules. Me too. Yeah, that, that never goes away. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, but I mean, you d- I do a lot of back rolls in jujitsu when I'm rolling. Do you? Yeah. Huh? When your back rolls, ankle picks, and stuff like that. Like, oh, good point. It's all there. Like, you know, so someone like double underhooks your legs and rolls you. Like, right. You get that. So the moves are efficient, and they are. Um, Warranted, but man, sometimes a thirty-minute warm-ups can really, really, really uh, take its toll. Yeah, um, I agree. That. I got for number two here. Number two, starting from your knees. Okay, as a big guy, <laughs> okay, if you want to start from your knees, and I can say, hey, everybody should be starting standing. First of all, if the class is big, then I understand. Hey, we don't want people to land on each other. Start right. from your knees. It's a safety issue, and I totally get that. But if it's not, you should be starting standing. That is the way people fight. No one, you're not gonna get in a fight at Walmart and be like, hey man, come down. Starting, you know what I mean? That's not gonna happen. So you should start from your standing, right? I've said this in a video before. The only one starting from your knees is your ex-girlfriend. We need to stand and we need to battle, right? So I think that is important to stand. I agree. But if the guy wants to start from the knees, fine. Maybe it's an injury thing. That's Maybe fine. Yeah. And, th- and that's fine. And so the big guy goes down. You're both starting from your knees. But this is what I don't like. I don't like the little guy that jumps up to his feet. We both agree to stand, start on our knees. And this little, this little jumps up on his feet and then buries the big guy down on his back. Yeah. I've seen that happen. Hey, man. Yeah. It's like saying we play in two-hand touch, right? Yeah, right. and then the guy just tackles. Like that's that. I he fucking takes your knees out. I can't get with that. Like, if you agree to start with the knees, someone needs to pull guard. Yeah, and you know it ain't gonna be the big. No, he's not because he don't like playing guard. So, even though you start on your knees, you need to pull guard. The jumping up to your feet. So if that happens to you, bigs, and the guy jumps up to your feet and he keeps burying you, and I know some of you out there that happens to you. And this guy, every time I start this guy, he jumps up to his feet and buries me down in the side control. Jump up to your feet too, bro. Right. And be like, now we're standing, motherfucker. (laughs) 
watch him, watch you do that, and him go, hey, I thought we were starting underneath. I was like, okay, we'll get back down then. <laughs> Why are you standing, Doc? Like, that's, that's, number, uh, that's my number two. I'm just mirroring your energy. Mm-hmm, exactly. I would say my number two for uh, us small to medium guys, the gym bro role. Kind of mentioned this in the last pod where maybe they're newer. Usually they're newer. I think more experienced belts are pretty pretty good at mitigating and focusing on technique. But the the guy that's trying to the, the, the guy that did CrossFit for five years and mm-hmm. now he shows up to jujitsu and he's super strong, but he wants to rip your fucking arms off because he thinks that that's a thing. Mm. And I, I think it's just an injury thing. I maybe maybe if I was twenty five I wouldn't care so much, but I'm forty. Nobody wants to go hurt. Everybody yeah. wants to get home to their families. Yeah. Like you're here. You're trying to get better as a martial artist. You're trying to get better as somebody who you want to learn how to protect yourself. And it's good to feel those gym bros every once in a while, but you don't, you know, like control it. Right. And some of these guys just don't know how to do that yet. Well, it's not just the, it's not like the, like I'm going to muscle the technique to get it. It's the, I'm going to, um, scramble sporadically and knee you in the fucking face kind of a thing where yeah. it's like uh, i was the mayor of spazzy white belt island like <laughs> like that was me dude like ding, 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 that was me matt here he is like <laughs> dude i had so many people not want to roll with me i was you know back when i was in my 20s is all about lifting weights and i was just like you know just all power no no technique and my philosophy is that white belt was like i'm not good enough to flow i don't want to lose right but you should, if you are that guy and people are, like, scared to roll with you, you should, like, reassess and be like, hey, maybe I need to, like, think differently on what I'm doing. I, I yeah. I think that's where the, the what you had mentioned in the last pod, adopting a, a white belt. Yeah. And that's your professor's job. Yeah. It's your professor's job to let, say who's rolling with who. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's your professor, like, hey. If I see a guy who I know is a freaking built like a brick shit house and he, you know, he's green as goose shit and you don't know what he's doing and I know he's going to go crazy, I'm not going to put him with a 55-year-old dude right. who's just like 170 pounds. Right. I'm like, or I'll, if, if that's the only match of us left, I'll be like, listen, I'll go to the guys like, hey, take it easy. Okay? Like, just because his belt's darker than you right, doesn't give you a right to be D1 explosive on his ass. Right. Because a belt is just a color. Everybody, we talked about genetics in the last one. A right. belt is just a color. Take it easy, man. Like, Everybody's at the gym for a different thing, too. Some guys are there for some self-defense. Some guys are there just to, to work out. Some, some guys, guys are, there. are there just to, for the, to check in. Yeah. Some guys are there just to learn the sport. You know what I mean? Like, they don't even look at it as a, uh, a self-defense thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They look at it as, like, a, you know, scoring points, playing a game. Right. And some guys are there to, uh, you know, murder everybody. Yeah, I mean, that was me at White Belt. I was there to get it, and uh, I learned the hard way, you know. I had some embarrassing moments as a White Belt. Joe Alassis, okay? Here's my most embarrassing moment in my jiu-jitsu life, okay, as a White Belt. Joe Alassis, ADCC world champ, you know, he's done it all. He's awesome. And um, he was a black belt at the time. I was a White Belt, like, just starting. I rolled with him, and he beat me. Duh, that was right. And yeah. I, out of anger, slammed my hand on the mat and, and said a expletive. Boom, like fuck, yeah, boom. And he looked at me like, like the disrespect, right? Like, like I had a shot, right? 
I was mad. <laughs> I he's, was. He's like, you got thirty percent. He's and like, you mad. know, I wasn't doing nothing, right? <laughs> and the, the disrespect for me to do that was like so, so dumb. Yeah. And, I, and looking back at it now, I'm like, dude, I was like an idiot at a white belt. Yeah. But who? No one adopted me, man. Was that <laughs> who, who told me? No one brought me aside. I'm like, hey, man. Was that in a jujitsu school, or yeah. was that in yeah. in like an MMA? Like sometimes I feel like MMA programs at a jujitsu gym and MMA. Or jujitsu programs at an MMA gym and jujitsu and a strictly jujitsu gym. This was at a pure jujitsu school. Oh wow! But you know, I had been in MMA in like in the early to like mid two thousands. The problem with jujitsu was like you start off jujitsu, the next thing you know, some dude's taking a cage fight, and the next thing you know, you have a Thai class, and the right. next thing you know, the whole team isn't even jujitsu anymore. It's an MMA team. Right. That's happened to like three teams that I was on. Oh, really? When I first started in the early 2000s, I'm like, gee, we're fighting now? All right. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, everybody had their tap out gear and everybody was, you know, affliction shirts and everybody's right. ready to go, dude. But uh, yeah, I think that gym bro thing, like it, the, the, the black belt or the instructor in that academy needs to be like mindful of like who the big dudes are and put them like, you never put a big dude with a female. Right. Even though you've, this big guy might not even hurt this female, we're not even going to play that game. Right. Not, not my shift. I'm right. not going to. I don't want a big guy to hurt a female. And then I'm getting called by Poncho like, hey, what happened? Why is uh, why is she have a broken arm? <laughs> no, nah, not my right. shift. Like, right. no, we're going to be mindful who you set your opponents up with. So I think that's a good number two for you. Let's see. Number three for me. Uh Nobody picks the big guy, okay? Nobody picks us. We are the biggest guys in the room, and we can't find any smoke. And because no one wants to roll the big guy because it sucks. Right. And I get it. And I get why. And because he didn't do cardio in the beginning because he came in late. And he's, you know what I mean? Like, he's fresh. He got no, you know. <laughs> weird how he was circles tape, right back to number one. He was one. taping his fingers <laughs> all slow and shit. And now. Oh, that one's messed up. I got to yeah. redo it again. And now. <laughs> he didn't come. So now we're going to roll. And I'm tired because I just did 28 burpees. And now we're going to roll. And he's going to lay on me the whole time. I get it. No one's going to pick. No one pick. But pick the big guy. And big guys, you got to realize nobody's going to pick you. So if you don't say, hey, me and you. Right. Hey, me and you. Like, you got to find your smoke because they ain't going to find you. I think it's uh, as a as a not big guy. I would say um, it's important to go with you guys too. Not sometimes you'll 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 be unexpectedly surprised at how well the technique actually works mm-hmm. against some of the big guys. Exactly. Yep. And I think it's important to go with these different body types because if you're in a street fight, you know, and the guy's 30, 40 pounds or you know multiple inches taller than you, you can't be like, hey, dude, you outweigh me. This isn't fair. Like, yeah, dude. yeah. No, I understand you're mad, but nah. There's no weight classes yeah. outside the Applebee's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no weight classes. Um, yeah, like I think like it's good to roll with bigger guys. I think it's good to feel that, and I I just think it's also good for the big guys to be mindful. Be mindful of your smaller opponents, and maybe pull guard, beat them the first time, then pull guard the second time. Um, yeah, we hate that. Like we're just like standing there, like the John Travolta meme. Like who's gonna pick us? And no one's gonna pick us. Right. But, it's your job to find your smoke, but big guys hate that. My third, uh, the exact opposite of my number two, um, rolling with the small girl. 
just because it's like as a guy, it's already kind of awkward because it's a woman and you're you're essentially in cuddle pajamas and yeah, it's weird. Rolling yeah. with females can be awkward. Yeah, and especially like as a married dude, you know. Yeah, it can be awkward. And then, and then the smaller the girl, you're you're intentionally trying not to muscle, you know, and just use technique. But at some point in time, like. They're so small. Something, yeah. I got to take your arm. Something, yeah, yeah. They're so. It's just like they'll they'll grab something. You're just like, I'm lifting your entire body in the air right now. Like it's, it can be. But you got to also think it's good for them, right? Right. It's good. They need to feel the big right. guy, and even though we're only giving 10, 20 percent, right? They need to feel like it's. You're almost being like a like a sacrificial training partner because you're not like you're not really going to get anything out of yourself out of that you know what yeah, i mean it's like for her yeah yeah it's like put a little bit of a fight up don't be a dick you just kind of you got to look at it from a different perspective yeah my wife's completely cool with me rolling chicks uh there's never been an issue there from that standpoint because i'm not you, you don't think that right i'm not thinking any i've never like no anything like that no like i'm just rolling you know what i mean like right but uh no i can see how rolling with the female definitely is uh it's different, and it's different for girls. Girls need to realize that jujitsu is um, not going to work the same way it works for guys. If you're rolling with, I've had a, what was she, a purple belt? Yeah, she was a purple, blue belt. A blue belt come out to me, and she rolled with this guy, brown belt. Didn't get subbed. They were growing pretty good, same weight, going pretty hard. Okay. She comes to sit next to me on the wall. Um Probably because no one picked me, but she came to sit down next to me on the wall and she was like kind of down on herself. And I was like, what's going on? She's all, oh, you know, I just, and, uh, okay, never mind. She was a, she was a blue belt. He was a white belt. Got it. Okay. That, okay. <clears throat> and she said, oh, you know, I just couldn't get my stuff. Like she couldn't get her submissions and whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, I was like, I had to tell her, I was like, you're 140 pounds? I was like, he's like 215 pounds, and you just roll with this guy and held your own, and he didn't submit you? Right. And you're, it was a competitive round? Right. And you're like in the fight? Right. Like, that is jujitsu. And that's a simulation of like real life. You know what I mean? You lived. Right. You don't have to sub him. Right. You just got to overhook and hold on and scream for help. Right. Get away when you can. Right. Run. Like, so like, I think sometimes the perspective, even at, for females, gets a little, like, you want to like, I'm a blue belt, I'm a white belt, I should sub this guy. No, no, no. It's different. Right. It's different. So I would say that even for just a small guy. A small guy too. Yeah. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. Like we talked on the last episode, I think about the weights and the belt difference from right. weights. Same thing. Yeah. I think a small guy should uh, realize that like, hey, I'm probably not going to triangle this guy right you should never hey little guys don't shoot triangles on big guys we want that we're waiting for that i'm gonna stack you and shake we want to stack and shake and get the side yeah shake and bake baby don't don't (laughs) try and then then i'm gonna i'm gonna cook you extra long and and make you pay for it yeah do not psa (laughs) don't shoot triangles on big guys you've been warned yeah unless you're taller than them then maybe you can pull it off um was did you go or did i go uh i went okay Number four for me, and finally, give us credit. Give a big guy credit for when he does beat you because it sucks. It sucks being a big guy, and 
go, man, you're so strong. Like, ah, man, you just beat me. Like, ah, man, I just, you're just too big. Like, right. that may be true, okay? It may be true. We maybe have beat you, may have muscled it. But we still subbed you, okay? Like, you still did something wrong to allow that to happen. Right. So just realize, like, hey, yeah, we, you sub, give our technique some credit. And big guys, maybe pull guard, then sweep, then smash, then sub. To prove, like, hey, man, I was on my back first, and then I swept you. So there was no muscle there. But the the lack of credit, because we don't give little guys credit. We're right. like, we, we don't get to be like, ah, man, you just too got too much cardio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah, you're just too fast. We don't do that. No, but they'll throw it in your face the second they sweep you because they're they're smaller. You know what I mean? Like, oh, see? You know, you're, you're 40 pounds heavier than me. And I'm right. Able, yeah. Yeah, right. they, they took the credit. a lot of pressure on a big guy rolling with a little guy. Right. It's especially like in a, in a tournament environment, rolling with a, a little guy can like really like be like the open class. Right. Like open, all weights. Like the more pressure on the big guy than a little guy. You think that's not, the little guy's playing house money. Right. The big guy's like, if I beat this little guy, there's no glory. No one's going to say nothing. Right. I just did it. It would be If expected. he sweeps me, I'm the number one clip on every BJJ site. <laughs> <laughs> like they're highly no matter what belt you are and you know what the hashtag is jujitsu because jujitsu or jujitsu works <laughs> or os nation bjj it's something you're going famous dude <laughs> you, Before, because there are pressures on the big guy so give the big guy credit man we're in here we're out here we may be late to warm-ups you know what i mean but we're out here trying to sweat i'm in kind of a funky weight class um because i feel like at your size, most guys are going to be pretty tall mm. and and roughly around your weight. At my weight, so I compete at anywhere, sometimes a two weight class, sometimes a 220 class. And there's guys that are 220 that are my size. And then there's guys that are 220 that are like five inches shorter and like bigger, you know? Mm. And so they're like completely opposite body types, you know? So it's like you might... Get your get a guy that's I don't know because because I'm also master two, mm -hmm. so it's like he's forty, he's five eight, and he weighs two twenty, and he's probably not shredded, so that guy's probably going to be a little easier for me. Versus right. sometimes I'll get the guy that's two twenty, he's six two, and he's built like a brick shit house. And <laughs> you always like, get that guy. Yeah, yeah. But like how that, come I can never get this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I always getting this guy? The the last tournament I was in, it was a the, like it, the class was split. It was like half guys kind of like my body type, and half guys that were smaller. And all of my rounds were guys my size. And I was seeing the other ones. I was all like, okay, if this guy wins here, like I might go against him. And I'm like, I'm like watching him. Like, okay, I, I I can I can pull this on him. Didn't even see that guy. The guy you always think is in your weight class? Yeah. Or is it like, oh, you see him walking around? Like, Damn, that guy's jacked. If your guy looks buff in his gi, he's pretty fucking jacked. You're like, oh, man, he's, you know, oh, man, he's speaking Portuguese? What the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the, you know, like, you're like, what? You know? That guy is never in your weight class. He's always somewhere else. Like, the guy you think is in your division is never in your division. So when you're in the bullpen, just close your eyes, focus on yourself, get, get your mind right. Hang out with your coach and just get after it because you're hyping yourself up. You're psyching yourself up. Um, like John Jones says, get the butterflies aligned. Right. Like everybody's got them. Get yours lined up for battle and just fucking go. My uh, my first comp was a, a no-gi sub only and the, the weight classes was 190 
and below. And like it was like 190 to 170 or something like that. And it was 191 to infinity. My third match was six foot four, 270 pounds, shredded. And I'm like, I'm 5'11. So this guy's five inches taller than me. I just remember looking up at him going, like, Jesus fucking Christ, here we go. And (laughs) I shot a double on him. I'm like, I'm I'm going for, for the glory here. And, uh, I have had some experiences the same way. I went with a guy who was like probably 500 pounds, sloppy big. Like oh, wow. Sumo. And like, it was the funniest looking thing ever. I'll show you a picture later. Um, and then I also went with a guy um, who was like the size of a door, a door jam, just giant. Shit. And like the 2000, I was white belt. I was, this is me spazzy, Matt. This is 2012 pants. <laughs> and I went with them and I had my ex-girlfriend there at the time. And I had, like, all these legends, like, coaching me. Like, Carlson Gracie himself was coaching me at the time. And we were, like, sitting there. And uh, Carlson Gracie Jr., rather. And I'm beating this guy. I'm actually winning. And this is, like, you know, for gold. I can think this was for gold, right? This was for, no. Yeah, this was for gold. This one was for gold. White belt, pants. And I'm, I'm beating him. And I'm up. And all of a sudden, he gets a choke in on me from the standing position. Cross choke. And I'm like, because he's so big. And I'm like, what the heck, what the heck? And uh, I I don't know what to do, so I jump guard. And I pull him down, and he's still got the choke on me. And, and you're yourself? not supposed to choke someone from in close guard, but I can't even close my feet on this guy. I couldn't even, like, he's, like, touching my toes. Oh, wow. And, like, I just hear my ex at the time, you got it, Matt. <laughs> I'm, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm just like, you guys, oh, closing in. And I'm like. I'm making noises like eh, eh, I'm making like noises and I'm like, well, if I'm making noises, little air's coming in. I hear 30 seconds left. And I'm like, I can hold this for 30 seconds. I'm winning. And next thing you know, I'm walking. <laughs> and I look over at my at, uh, my friends. I'm like, did I win? And they're like, no, dude, you got put to sleep. So if you ever just know, if you ever ask, did I win? You didn't win. <laughs> If you ever have to ask if you won, you didn't win. I got put you to sleep. It, the answer Al Weibel no. got put to sleep at pants. Um, wild, wild times. <laughs> and that girlfriend's not my girlfriend anymore. And uh, and the moral of the story is don't take your chicks to jujitsu matches. <laughs> no one wants to fall in front of their female. No, no. Um, have them far enough away, too, that you can't hear them. Unless they're out. in the sport. And good for you. If you can get a chick that can train, good for you. But like I said, I can't even get my sit in pockets before. I can't even get my wife to take a dirty picture in a gi let alone train. Yeah. So like if you can get that and you can have that relationship, we train together. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Like, right. That ain't happening in the Vega house. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not even close. So, um, yeah, if you can get that good for you, but like, don't bring them. If you don't have that, like most of us don't, don't bring them. I suggest don't bring them to training or to your tournaments because it just adds pressure to you. You bring right. mama, papa, fucking brother, sister. They all want to watch you, especially the white belts. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm doing a tournament. And everybody's like, oh, they don't know what they want to go watch. And then they right. bring me, and then you have all this pressure on yourself. Yeah. Why not just go with the squad you <clears> lose <throat> with every weekday night? And they've seen you lose a bunch. Right. And your professor is not going to be mad if you lose. Some people get mad because they think, oh, I'm going to let him down. You're not going to let him down. He's just happy you're doing it. Right. You know? So, like, just go by yourself, losing with the guys you always lose with, and have fun. Uh, Tom DeBlas said uh, a couple of days ago, that people get so hyped up on winning and losing, and, and they just that's what the nerves is. Just go out there and get after it. You won. You're, you're doing it. It's just an open mat on the bigger stage. Right. 
if you do that, you'll win. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think going to open mats like consistently could prepare you for tournament wise? I think so. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're doing standing up for the V because you're seeing different guys. You're going to different open mats and seeing different opponents. Right. Hey, you might see somebody in your weight class. And B, you're getting different smoke from different guys that are more comp rounds because you're going to roll with a stranger harder than you are going to roll with a buddy. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Now, what about your kids? Putting them in jiu-jitsu. I, my, my kid's in jiu-jitsu. My, I try to get my oldest. My, actually, my oldest daughter, she's 21. She just hit me up last week, and um, we were talking about jiu-jitsu. She was asking me how it was going and said that she had an interest in it. Um, but she lives in Colorado, so right. she can't train with me. But it's... um. I, I have thought like like maybe I'll, but I, at the same time like when you're when you're a dad and you've got older kids like you're you're not cool you know no. I'm, not, I'm not cool with my kids so I'm like hey do jujitsu she's like eh pajama stuff yeah but she's like she wanted she wanted to try any martial arts so I, I was um, my suggestion was hey like you should do it with your boyfriend like if you're gonna if you're interested in doing it he's probably interested in doing it and, and didn't want to say anything yeah. so. That would be rad if you, and then you've got a training partner. Yeah, and then I guess you, there's an accountability partner to get the class. Right. And but my um my youngest kid, she's five, and she started at four, and we wanted to put her in something. We were afraid uh, jujitsu was going to be a little a little complicated um, for a four year old, you know, to kind of mm. grasp it. And um, so we thought like maybe karate or something like that for a couple right. of years, and she wanted to try jujitsu because. Um, Jason, my coach is is he's Uncle Jay to her, and he's freaking awesome with kids. Yeah. and and he is. He's so we took her. She she just the fact that she had a gi on, it looked like dad. She was all about it, and and the same thing with Zach. She absolutely adores Zach. So they're so good with kids, and they've really kind of developed that that children's program. You know that where they've they're teaching them these games that like are related to jujitsu movement. So they're like mm-hmm. learning jujitsu in a fun way, but then like. It's practical for their mindset, and then all of a sudden, like as they get older and they start to learn things, oh, I I did this game and this, you know, I learned this move and that, and that applies to jujitsu and it makes sense. So he's, um, I've seen a couple of kids go from like the the toddler class, the four year old, you know, pre K class, up to the 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 six and up or seven and up class that he has, and they go in there with a pretty good base. Right. You know what I mean, my son's gonna get in right away when he starts. Like, I know he's going to go through a phase where he thinks he's a dinosaur. But once he gets out of that, like, like I'm a whatever, and he's like, start, I'm going to put him in as soon as he's eligible, five years old, six years old. My daughter, we've held her out of it for a while, even though she does want to do it. Right. I've held her out for the reason that, you know, my wife is like not a proponent of jujitsu, even though she knows it's beneficial. And it's right. like, my wife, my daughter's getting a blue belt. So whether it's starting at eight, and then going through the junior belts or seven and going through the junior belts and then the blue belt or starting later at like 12, 13, right. 14, 15, get a blue belt like that. She's going to do that. So she just got to pick when because I she, I want her to be able to defend herself. But my wife, I know with since if I only have like a three year window, because as soon as my daughter says, oh, I don't want to do jujitsu no more. Right. Then my daughter, my wife's like, okay, well now she's going horseback riding. Like it's over. Right. And like, if I only have a three year window, right. I don't want to waste that doing the games and the, you know, I want her to retain more. Yeah. And so I feel like for this, that proponent, that situation of my personal situation, I need to hold her just a little bit longer. And plus she wants it so bad right now that like when I do let her go, she's going to go. Right. And 
And so like, she's like, when can I do it? When can I do it? And I'm like, hold on, hold, hold. I'm like, William Wallace, hold, hold. Like, and then I'm going to let her go. But like my son, he's has no choice. He's going to start rolling right away. My, um, my kid, she'll, she'll go through phases where, you know, she'll, she'll, she'll go to class and she'll just, she won't be paying attention and stuff like that. And like, we'll talk to her after class. Fortunately, even though my wife has no desire to do jujitsu, she's very supportive of my kid doing it. And, and wants her there and, and um, it sits through all the practices and it, she's like the good mom. You know what I mean? She, she's quiet. She lets the coach coach and she, you know, but she's there, if, you know, the kid gets hurt or she wants to come off the mat and, you know, or, or she doesn't want to pay attention. Like my wife will be like, Hey, you know, pay attention kind of thing. But if there's a class where she's just, she isn't feeling it. Like we'll come home. We'll have the talk. Like, Hey, do you still want to do jujitsu? Like you didn't, you weren't really paying attention today. Like, you know, is this something you want to keep doing? And it's never been no. Like it's always just like, almost like, like a reset. Like okay, yeah, I understand that I I kind of messed off. Let me fix that. You know, she's I, only five and she gets it. It's good to have your kids do tough stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh I'm, oh she got a bloody lip. She got a bloody nose. Like right. It's good for her to be like, hey, wipe it off. You're good. Go right. back out there. I don't think kids get that nowadays. No, no. I I I think sports are great for kids in that aspect, and I. But not every sport's for every kid. You know, we talked about this kind of, in, I think, in the first pod. Like, I, I was never a fan of team sports. Um, I played baseball in, like, uh, like fourth through sixth grade mm. and was all about Little League and whatnot. But I had, like, an asshole coach, and I wasn't ready for it. I, d- I didn't have the mindset to deal with an asshole coach. Now I see how that's, like, uh, essential. It you can know, be, yeah. In some, in some sports. I don't want to be so, like... I believe in like a 24 hour rule. So if my kids competing and or or in any sport, if they're doing something and I feel like they didn't I'm never going to like right after the game tell them what I think they did wrong, why I think they did it wrong. I'm not like I'm just happy that they had fun or whatever. Like that's right. But I believe in like a 24 hour rule. The next day, like you should never talk about the game or whatever, I believe, like, on the way home. You should just have fun. Like, it's over. And then the next day, like, I was saying, like, hey, so, like, what do you think about yesterday? What do you think you could have done better? Right. Because if you're angry as a parent, that energy is just going to – the energy is just not going to be there. Whether it's like, oh, I stunk at baseball today, and you're just like, I can't believe you just – we're lazy out there. No, we're not doing that. Like, I'm going to give it 24 hours for both sides to cool off. And then, you know, the next day, hey, what do you think you – uh, could have done better. Do you think you played hard? Like, I think being more supportive as a parent is better than being, you know, an absolute like dictator and like angry parent. Like, there's nothing worse than having your parents disappointed in you. And like, that's like something that like can like totally turn them off on the sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The asshole coach kind of did turn me off from baseball. That's kind of why I stopped mm. playing after the third season. Um, it's like, I don't need this shit. Right. <laughs> and my my mom was at the time, she was single mom, so she didn't get to make it to all the games and whatnot. So it's like I, I didn't even have anybody like family-wise to share it with when we did well and things like that. So it it was kind of like there was no good. It was all bad. It, there was mm. no praise from my parents. And the coach was never, you know, it wasn't about praising. It was just about shitting on kids. So. But I had a, I had an, um, in wrestling, I had a really aggressive coach, but I also had my stepdad there who wrestled and, and had coached wrestling in the past and whatnot. And he knew how to talk to me, like kind of what you said with a 24 hour rule. It wasn't 24 hours, but it would just, he knew how to kind of break it down to where like 
the asshole coach didn't seem like such an asshole. Right. And uh, and also that asshole coach, like when I did something well, like when I or when I would was just drilling, drilling because wrestling's all about oh, drilling, drilling, all about the grind. About and finally, when things started to click, you know, he would he would always pick who you were gonna um, wrestle with um, in practice and whatnot. And you you kind of tell like who his, his favorites were, and he kind of started to move you up as you started to progress. And so when you see that, it was it was like a you know you you felt good about it. There's you know? no need to like your kids already feeling bad because he had a bad day or a bad game or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Some kids got especially jujitsu. One kid's gonna lose. Right. It's heartbreaking to see some of the the kids tournament pictures that get posted. The one's crying, the other one's yes. happy. Like, That's it, man. Oh, man. And it's always the girls winning. Yeah. Because they mature faster than the boys. And these boys are like, I can't believe I let a girl beat me. Yeah. Like, and as the dad or the coach, you got to be able to like, listen, son, like, I'm happy that you just did it. Right. Like, it's it's all good, man. Like, right. this is the game. You haven't had no testosterone in your body yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing in There's there. There's not a whole lot separating you two right now. Yeah, no, you're the same. They're just actually taller than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, it's, you're good. So I think give it time, 24-hour break, and then assess the next day and be like, hey, well, let's work on, like, why not tell your kid, instead of yelling at your kid, like, I can't, you needed, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you were lazy, you didn't train hard this week, this is why this happened. Nah. Right. Why don't you say, hey, I think we need to work on this because I don't, you know, like, let's work on this so that won't happen to you again. And I- then that will help. Talk to him better. Right, right. I think the, what's kind of neat about doing, you know, any sort of a martial art where there's like a, you know, a ranking, a progression system and whatnot. If you, if you're a parent and you're a, you're you, you're establishing that sport and you're you're a higher ranked belt and you have a child that's interested in it, like that kid is going to respect that. Even even like let's say, not on a dad level, but like, this is I, I live with a black belt. You know what I mean? Like I can go talk to this black belt about like if they're really into jujitsu, right? And they can walk me through this move. Like they've got the knowledge is there, right? Right. Which is cool, but in my opinion, my personal opinion, I don't think I try to show my kid a move, and she'll be like, "I know it, Dad." And like, all right, like right. I don't want it. Like, like I don't think I'll be able to teach her. Really? I think I have to have another guy teach her. She'll listen more when like another black belt's teaching her, not me. Because she's got it all figured out for me. She right. already, she got the world figured out. She knows what she's doing. Um, I'm I'm fortunate that we have um, Zach um, that my kid is really close with and whatnot. So she loves going. She she does privates with Coach Zach and and she it's it's she understands like at the gym it's Coach Zach outside of the gym it's just Zach at the gym it's Coach Jay outside of the gym it's Uncle Jay mm-hmm. like you know she. She it, it definitely having somebody that's close with the family, but also not me directly. Like she'll she will go to them and whatnot. But I I think I'm I'm hoping that as she gets older, if it's something that she sticks with, and God I hope it is um, something that she sticks with, you know, for the long run, then um, I think it'd be neat. Like you know, it's, I'm hopeful. Hopefully, by the time she's twelve or thirteen or whatever, I'm close to a black belt you'll be i mean yeah they just gotta keep going just don't quit that's what yeah. they say and that's true just don't quit you'll get there i uh even though my daughter's not in jujitsu yet she's definitely watching like at up a mats and stuff because i saw her wrestling with her cousins and stuff and all of a sudden I go, she just took the back <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> 
I'm like, she got it, dude. Hooks her in, dude. Like, feet might be crossed, but like, she's jumping the back. Yeah. Like, she's seeing stuff, you know. Like, so like, it's all good, man. I think you know, nothing like being a dad, but it's also I have nerves with my kids training. I'm also kind of nervous. Like, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, I'm ready, but I don't like watching her get smashed, right? And having a rough day. It's like I my whole life is like I gotta protect her, but being able to protect your daughter is by letting her free and letting her get beat in class is like going to be a hard, it's going to be a wall that I have to jump. Right. I just want to grab this little kid. Like, Hey, get off my kid. (laughs) You know, there's that, um, that quote from, uh, from fight club where he talks about, you know, when you get into a fight and you realize you're not made of glass, like that's. Yeah. Um, the best feeling like, you know, you, you know that you're not going to break if you get punched. You know what I mean? I think it, it is good to, to let your kid get, in, in a competition setting like that or, like, you know, a training setting yeah, like that. Yeah, I just got to get through that of, like, right. she's not having a good time right now. Right. And I just got to be, like, let Especially when they, you know, kid, the little kids' class, they cry out. There's there's kids crying every class. Every class. Like so it's, it's just, like, yeah, you know, when your kid's the one that's crying, like, as a parent, you're just like, come here, you know. But you do got to get them just back out that's there. The, that's, that, that's the obstacle I have to overcome. But yeah. I think I'm going to do it. I'll be fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean – there's nothing like it. It's definitely different. I thought I'd be able to handle it a lot cooler, but now that it's time's coming close, I'm right. like, oh boy. The um, my kid is uh, she started kindergarten this year, and next year we talked about this in the first pod. I think we're going to end up doing like a homeschooling or some sort of a hybrid program. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be a lot of child interaction. You know what I mean? So that is her interaction, right? Right. And I think that's what's that's good about it. She's already started to establish these friendships with the kids in class and. She's gone to like birthday parties and stuff like that with other kids from jujitsu. So, you know, those are those friendships too. And I, I think too, like, okay, if this is something she sticks with, like I some I see it sometimes in the teen class, you'll see these teenagers and I'm just like, dude, if you're, you know, the the orange belt or the yellow belt and you're, you know, 13 or whatever, and like your friend is there too, and like nobody's fucking with you at school. You know what I mean? Like, no, you got they, it. They man. know. They know. I, I want there's a there's a guy in my class, uh, one of the guys that I, I like his kids in the the kids' class. This kid goes to Temecula Valley High School or something like that. And the dad was like a, he, the wrestling coach for Temecula Valley mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, so the kid has a wrestling background, but now he's also really involved in jiu-jitsu. I think he's like a gray belt or something like that, but really loves it. And some kid like made the mistake of picking a fight with him. And the kid like tried to get him to look back. Like, hey, dude, I don't want to fight. Da, da, da. Try to, and the kid kept pushing, pushing, pushing. And finally like... um actually shoved him kid like shot a double on him took him down choked him out like like fucked him up you know what i mean yeah, so. and the dad was like did everything right you know what i mean you you try to to stop it he yeah. didn't want to stop and you know that this is what you do this for so this is what i mean you're paying the monthly for it right right and i and i guarantee you that nobody fucks with that kid the rest of the school year you no. know like he's gonna be that it was like first week of school too kid's gonna be a legend yeah 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 100 legend yeah forever never again you're right. Of the fight. So. so you want your kid to be one and oh, dude. Right. You don't want him to be oh and one <laughs> and then and then have to learn something. Right. Right. And so get him in early. Right. Yeah. No, it's smart. Um and then every time I had a birthday party for my kid, I'm always looking for dads with like jujitsu shirts, right? There's a there's a kid that was uh at when she was in pre K, um, every time we'd go to like an open house, one of the dads there would always be in like a check mat Marietta shirt. And I'm like, ah, I see you. You just want someone to talk to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and everybody like, oh, what kind of brands do you like? So to me, like that's, the, you're always looking for that rapport right. or somebody that's like, uh, 
I don't know what the equivalent for girls is. Like, oh, I like your Starbucks shiny cup. <laughs> is that the equivalent for girls? Like, oh my gosh, that's a cute one. Maybe shoes. Yeah, maybe shoes, right? Where'd you, get your, where'd you get your lashes done? Yeah. Something like that. But like guys are like, I was looking for like calm shirts. Like, oh yeah, you train? Oh, right. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're talking like, oh, okay, this party's going to be a lot better. Um, Speaking of brands. What brands? So like there's definitely, there's, there's jujitsu gi brands. And I feel like there's a hierarchy, mm-hmm. you know, there's definitely like the cheaper brand. And then there's the, the show your roles. Right. The, the A&Ps. Right. But I feel like there's always been like a lack of like just clothes, like just T-shirts or, you know what I mean? Like cool stuff that says like I do jujitsu without looking like it's not your gym shirt, you know? Um, And I, I that was something that I kind of struggled with for like finding a brand for a while that like. Mm. that I think you found his brand. Guys. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. man likes Level Black. Yeah. And I like Level Black. <laughs> Level Black's good. Um, There was brands of Soho changed. Yeah. Too. Like bad boy, right? When I first started bad boy gi was right. my first gi. So I um the the first gi I ever bought was a hypnotic gi, and the reason I went with that is they used to make cool rap. Like I'm super into like hip hop, like '90s hip hop, right? And they made like uh like a biggie. Uh, remember the sweater that he had, like the the black sweater with the red and the green in it, oh, and, yeah, and the gold yeah, chain yeah, yeah, that yeah. photo. They made a gi that was like that pattern. Sick. And then they had like a tribe called Quest looking gi, and then they had. Uh, De La De La Soul that said like De La Roll Gi, and they, they had a bunch of like hip hop. I was like, oh, that's dope. So I bought that, and then that company went out of, out of business a couple of years ago. I think they got acquired by like Adidas or something like that, and then they just kind of fell off the map. Yeah, I mean, for Gi wise, for me, like I've never been the guy who's been like flashy Gi's. I've always been like, what's the best deal? So like, I like Kings a lot. I like a Level Black a lot. I've got a bunch of their stuff now. Um, those are probably the two that I mess with the most. Like La Mala Vida, I kind of mess with there. They've sent me a rash guard. I like that a lot. Um, but like for the most part, uh, Level Black has probably been the gi that I've been wearing the most as of recent because, you know, I have the most of them. Uh, but, you know, I always said I wanted to get good enough at jujitsu. I even tweeted this in like 2015. I was like, someday I want to be good enough at jujitsu where I never have to buy a gi again. Yeah. And like, well, I, maybe that's happened because I've been getting free gis now. Nice. So like, but like, there's nothing different. A Fuji gi, a Moya, they're the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes the pants. I like a rope string. Right. I don't like the shoelace string. I have so I, I had a couple gis. Uh, one of my Moyas and then my hypnotic had. Uh, it was like a rope, but it was elastic. Mm. So you would tie it, and then it would have a little bit of give, not just. Um, so, like, if you, like, bent down, it wasn't just a taut string. It would actually have a little bit of stretch to it. Yeah. Be me being burrito big. I'm not <laughs> genetically big. Uh, I have a problem where, like, I'm an A4 gi top, mm-hmm. but I'm an A3 pants. Okay. So, like, and they don't sell them that way. I wish a company would come and be like, can I get the Origin. A4? They, they'll, yeah, but Origin, I don't have yeah. to sell a kidney <laughs> to get it in. Come on, Jocko. Like, I get it's American made, but holy crap, man. <laughs> um, I, uh, can I get like one gi, the pants, and then the, can I mix match? They sell women's bathing suits like that. I know. Gi companies, come on, let us buy oh, them separate. Big titty girls fucking got, can get bikinis, but we can't get right. gis over here. Big titty dudes can't get fucking proper geese. <laughs> You know what I mean? I need proper upper support. Dude. 
Um, I uh, I think my my go to ghee brands would be uh, somebody turned me on to Hyperfly those last year. Hyperfly is cool, and um, I've got probably four Hyperfly geese, and I like them because they, I'm, I'm a two height, but I'm like a three chest, mm-hmm. so um, they make an a three s. Where's the ghee tailor at? Right, right. So I tried to I tried to 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 take some geese and shorten the, the sleeves on them myself with a sewing machine. Don't do that. Don't do don't do that. No, because you cut the I cut like an inch and a half off the sleeve, and then it just the the opening was way too. And big. now you look like Ken from Street Fighter. One hundred percent. So those geese <laughs> are now retired. Yeah, yeah, that was an absolute waste. Oh, of money. Dude, I I I just love the way the sports going right now. There's so many cool stuff you can buy. Like, but hey, PSA, if you're wearing a f- okay, Hyperfly does this. Hyperfly has wild, crazy color geese. Yeah, yeah. If you're wearing one of those geese. To a, I'm not saying you won't be able to compete in them most likely because right. it's not complicated. You're talking about like the Dragon Ball. Yeah, if you're taking like a red gi or a yellow gi or a Dragon Ball Z gi, yeah. and you're training and everybody's watching your role, dude. <laughs> the like eyes you, are on you. <laughs> like, hey man, you better come proper because you're gonna get people. Uh, you know, people are gonna be staring at you. So yeah, if you're gonna put the target on your back, put just realize yeah. here's a target on your yeah. back. Be good. Be good enough to. So, all right, guys. Uh, episode three, BJJ Balance Podcast. Uh, we'll be dropping the podcast soon. Thanks for all the support. Um, so, uh, yep, like, subscribe, follow BJJ Balance on uh, Instagram, and uh, and then obviously Spotify and all that stuff will come here shortly. So, yeah, follow us on Instagram, BJJ Balance at BJJ Balance, right? At BJJ. At BJJ Balance, yes. So, all right, guys. Catch you around. Peace.